gentlemen, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. What's making news around the world? Ah, uh, grazing in the grass. How, uh, how was this segment performed over the last couple of days, Steph? You know, it's my, uh, it's like my baby. It is your baby. Very protective. Yes, you are. Was, uh, it up to, was it up to par? Probably a bogey. Sure. It's bogey golf. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> know it well. <laughs> know it well. I'll take that as a win then. Uh, big shout out to Captain K for... It's great. The pressure goes on the young ship. fellas, don't they? And uh, Manaya as well. He's no longer with us, but uh, he did uh, some covering too. So, uh, so did Niv. Yeah. So did Niv. Cast the thousands. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, we got Finn Bacello in the uh, in the booth today as well. Finn Bacello. Love Let's hear the tones. Midnight. Hello, Steffi. There, that's Ooh. all. That's Ooh. enough. That's all I can wow. take. <laughs> Speaking of uh, things that are pleasant on your ears... Uh, I don't know if you're aware, Staff, but uh, the Key West Annual Conch Shell Blowing Contest was held uh, over the weekend. Conch Shell, they're the yeah. big shells. Yeah. yeah, the winners really do blow. Um, a Canadian woman at a paediatric cardiologist from Georgia won the men's and women's contests at Key West Annual Contest using different techniques to impress the judges. Brian Cardis of Macon, Georgia, played the Jimmy Buffett song Thins oh on a pink lined conch shell with holes so it can be played like a flute. And I actually have it here for you, Steph. <laughs> Is that Amazing. Couldn't tell you, but uh, I'll tell you, he, Brian won. Uh, he took the uh, the title out. Uh, that ju- was the winning sound. It was, yeah. Judges, well, it went on for a bit longer. That was just a oh taste. Gosh. Judges evaluated entrance ranging from children to seniors on the quality, novelty, duration, and loudness of a conch sound produced. Other winners included Michael and Georgian Wachter. A couple from Avon Lake, Ohio, who performed a conch shell and vocal duet of Elvis Presley's Hound Dog. (laughs) Wait for it. Look, I think she was Are following the intonation of the conch, but um, I was actually gonna, I was gonna go and grab like a paper towel pipe and just get you to give us a bit of a conch demo. Uh, maybe I'll run out and grab that in the in the news, yeah, and um, you can play Paul Mawadi a little tune. Yeah, if you can. Idea. Almost Great like a didgeridoo. Have you ever played a didgeridoo? Yes. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun. Anyway, so. Just want to put that on your radar. Conch shell contest, maybe 2024. Maybe we fly you over and um, give it a give it a give it a crack or blow or whatever you call it, whatever <laughs> you call it. Um, I do love a, th- a story about some thievery. I don't condone it, but I like a story about it. I like grand heists. Correct. And this is a heist of all heists. Now, generally I um, paraphrase stories, but I just want to read you this one, if I may. I think sure. I've got a bit of time to read this. So uh, this particular robbery went back went down back in 2021. Mm-hmm. When an unnamed couple, a former Mexican beauty queen, and her Romanian Dutch boyfriend, interesting mix of nationalities there, were staying at the luxurious Atrio Hotel in, I want to say, Sáceres, Spain? Is it Cáceres or Sáceres? Oh, yeah, no, Spain? it's Cáceres. Cáceres. Uh, during their stay, they visited uh, the hotel's Michelin star restaurant, Michelin star people, and uh, they left with 45 bottles of wine. 
hidden inside travel bags and wrapped in hotel <laughs> towels to avoid breakage. Uh, that is an official heist. And officers investigated at the time said it had been clearly planned in minute detail. In the build-up to the robbery, they uh, visited the restaurant three times over the course of a summer. On the night of the robbery, the woman checked into the hotel using a fake Swiss passport. Her boyfriend arrived later as an unregistered guest. They went out for their 14-course meal in the exclusive restaurant, which was followed by a guided tour of the wine cellar. Mm. In the early hours of the following morning, the man returned to the wine cellar with a stolen key. He claims he got it from reception. According to the local paper, the woman had called for room service at 2 a.m. to distract the receptionist, uh, who was alone on the night shift. So uh, she left the desk for 20 minutes. The man got the key, and they stole... Uh, 45 bottles of wine, totaling $1.7 million. Oh, they went there. He knew what the big dogs Correct. Were. One 1806 bottle uh, was valued at an eye-watering $371,000 and another one at $47,000. Um, they fled the scene in a car. Um, it sparked an international police hunt. Nine months later, they caught them. In 2022, uh, they tracked them down and arrested them in Croatia. Uh, the wine has not been recovered, but the hotel has been compensated $800,000. Steph, wine. Who would have thought? Amazing. Yeah, it is expensive stuff, but uh, I don't know if the resale market... I guess actually the resale market probably is quite lucrative and probably easy to get rid of too. I've got a 2008 bottle of Pinot, yep. a limited edition, one of about 300 bottles mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that cost me $175. Gee, I, I thought you were going to say 170 grand. No, $175. I bought two of them. Yep. I drank one within about a year. Nice. I've still got this one from 2008. But you know that not all wines can be aged for that long. I do, and yeah, I'm very so, worried. Yeah, so it might not be worth like I'm saving <laughs> the 170 it. you paid. I'm saving it for a special occasion, and I feel like this special occasion I'll open it and it'll be vinegar. Now, my favourite story um, of the last couple of days, I saw it yesterday, um, is what they've done. It's the Players' Championship this week, yes, which I is. can't wait for. TPC Sawgrass and the iconic 17th hole, which for people who are not quite well-versed in it, it's the one that basically comes out into the middle of the lake. It's a short par three, um, but that lake is pretty intimidating. So the PGA did what I've always wanted them to do, and that is put amateurs on a on a big course like that. I'd love to do them alongside the pros, just have an amateur alongside a pro just to see the difference. But they put 95 amateurs on the 17th at TPC Sawgrass to see <laughs> the results, to see what the golf, G-U-L-F, is between a pro and an amateur and I can tell you what it's a big golf staff because of the 26 groups uh, 72 degrees and a light wind 130 yard forced carry to the front left pin not much wind uh, for most of the pros it's a flop wedge uh, for the amateurs a lot of them thought it was just a simple nine or a, you know maybe a pitching wedge um, so, uh, so 26 groups 95 players 102 balls in the water in one day <laughs> 95 102 in the waters there were just three birdies 23 pars and 12 bogeys. That was the good news. The bad news, nearly half of them, 46, made a double bogey or worse. Over a quarter, 28%, made quadruple bogey or worse. Total of 34 players hit at least two balls into the water and 10 deposited three in the soup. Uh, There were so many flying balls into the drink, it recalled the confused birds dive bombing Boise State's blue football field. I have no idea what that means, but take a moment to let that sink in. No pun. 102 balls versus only 13 from the pros, I think, at last year's players. Um, so I think I read somewhere that the average bo- uh, ball and water per player of that 95 was 1.76. For the pros, it's 0.13. 
Wow. So a little bit of a difference between the pros and the amateur staff, which uh, you may have assumed. You may have assumed. A marked difference, Sam. Correct. Um, you want a fact? I do. The US economy. Mm. We're really changing the tact here, but I'm all about it. Um, hangovers. Mm-hmm. Particularly on a Monday, so I'm guessing you're going out on a Sunday, but yep. maybe your, your Thursday night drinks as well into yep. your Friday. So hangovers apparently cost the US economy an estimated $220 billion in lost productivity each year. That's a lot of money, $220 billion. That's a lot of alcohol. It's a lot of alcohol, it's a lot of money, it's a lot of unproductive people after a night out, people. Come on, if you're going to go out midweek, you have to pick it up. You have to be in work the next day. My dad's saying, yep. first time home, from dr- mm-hmm. home drunk, mm-hmm. Um, next day I said, not going to work, I'm too sick. His line, which has never left me, mm-hmm. if you're going to drink like a man, you got to work like a man. Get out of bed. Nice. If you're going to drink up, you got to show up. Yeah. yeah. John McNeil with the news.